The only shade I'm given is the shade coming from my halo. Not all bears eat berries and fish. I prefer a diet of bourbon and bad behavior. Hello! I'm Hunter Harden. And I'm Papa the Bear. And, and welcome, welcome to the Real House Bears! I don't know how you bears do it in this hot closet. Uh-uh, it's hot. It's hot up here in the hot closet. Y'all don't even have any food in here? <laughs> and it's just hot in here? It's as hot as Thailand in here. It's a, a, a little bit hotter than Thailand. Thailand dipped in lava. <laughs> Amen. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Jen Fesler here, everybody. Hi. <laughs> yep, it's just incredibly hot. I am very uncomfortable in this hot closet. Well, listen. But you know what I got? I got my book right here. Uh-huh. McCoy by uh, Esther E. Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Romance novel about Hunter Hardin. Yeah. Yeah. James got nothing. He ain't got nothing on Hunter Hardin. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I, I love a bald man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you going to say podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I don't ever know if you like forgot. I don't know. <laughs> it's just too hot in here to be doing a podcast. It is too hot in here to be doing a podcast. But you know what? I'm here. And I'm here to talk about James Gandolfini's weenie. <laughs> James Gandolfini's weenie? Mm hmm. <laughs> you know that weekend D that, that you guys talk about? Uh huh. Mm hmm. He's got only a Saturday D. <laughs> Saturday D. No, not, not a Saturday dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I mean, this is true House Bears Raw right here. Yeah. True House Bears Raw right there. Speaking of James Gandolfini, <laughs> House Bears Raw. So tonight, no sound bites, y'all. It's Sorry. just us. I will take full responsibility because, you know, not only am I co-host of this podcast, but I am producer and editor and a few other things. Father and, figure. And tonight, Daddy's drunk on Vita Tequila. <laughs> and we're going to do an unedited podcast. That's what it boils down to. Daddy's drunk on Vita Tequila, and I ain't got time to be, edit I don't, I, to be editing a podcast tonight. And I am not drunk. Well, the night's still young. So, um, I'll be mediocre today. So maybe we should explain why Daddy's Drunk on Vita Tequila? Yes! So tonight, those of you who don't watch Salt Lake City, you might want to... No, don't fast forward. I think this will be entertaining if you even know who the Salt Lake City ladies are, right? Just, everyone just loves to hear us talk. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight... We had Heather Gay's Bad Mormon book tour here in Salt Lake City at a lovely event space called Ember. Mm -hmm. And the choir performed. So all that's been on social media, so I know we can say all that yeah. happened. And it was a really lovely, exciting event. And clearly, Vita Tequila sponsored the bar. <laughs> and I could smell it in here. <laughs> but check this out. The cocktails were free. It, it was part of the event, it, so it was just tips. I love it that I only got one drink. Well, because you were sitting up front, you didn't get a seat for me. <laughs> I had to take a seat for, for Shay. I know, so you didn't get a seat for me, so I just stood in the back. And Edward from the choir, Edward and I, just kept taking laps to and fro the bar they had a delicious delicious cocktail i don't remember what it was called but it had vita tequila lime juice seltzer water mint and cucumber it was so delicious it was tasty and edward would go up there and get it customized with a little bit more vita tequila and a little bit less mixer and so i was like i'll just have what he's having and so he and i just kept going up there like every 10 minutes and just getting new cocktails you guys are ridiculous so um yeah so that's why we added in a podcast tonight <laughs> 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 it's so weird to have you drunk and me not <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, so I need to catch up, I yes, guess. Yes, take a drink. Here, I'll drink with you. 
Cheers, dudes. You don't need to keep drinking. So, um, <laughs> it was such a lovely evening. Like, Heather's daughters were there. I haven't yes. seen them in such a long time. You, I don't think they didn't recognize me, so I didn't. Say well, you're not recognizable. I'm completely different from just okay, five you all, months ago. Tonight, this is like proud husband moment. When Angie K, Angie K saw us, mm-hmm. her very first words looking at Hunter was, oh my God, is this Brad Pitt? Yeah. I was like, who doesn't want their husband to be called Brad Pitt? Are I you mean, kidding me? I, in the 90s, I wanted to be Brad Pitt so bad. He was like the epitome of sex. Who didn't? And then I went back and told Dre about it, uh, Dre and Paul, and they're like, oh yeah, Brad Pitt, that's who we've been trying to figure out all night. I know, and I told Shay that was sitting next to him, and he's like, yes, you remind me of that. It was one certain movie but we couldn't figure out what movie it was i was like bullet train i mean what <laughs> could long be hair? a better compliment than that i'm like I, really I, proud i mean i was i'm i'm super proud of that i uh i i was definitely blushing for sure uh speaking of angie k looked good 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 gorgeous she looked golden gorgeous yeah she was all gold like she I was like a statue uh, I was gonna steal all she that she was shit. wearing this hot bodysuit snatched i mean just so nice so gorgeous yes seriously so pretty um we also got to meet one of the new housewives yeah do you remember her name monica i think oh man is this one beautiful i was kind of i was kind of blown away by how gorgeous she was because i haven't seen pictures it was my first time everyone's like oh that's the new one or whatever and I was like oh well I'm just gonna go introduce myself and so I just went over I'm like hi my name's Hunter my husband's the choir director and she's just like oh your husband's choir director he's so good and she kept like praising she you. was so friendly she, very, she was so personable yeah. oh my gosh like she talked to me that way I mean mm-hmm. she approached me and I was like oh my gosh what is going on in my life what so is going good. on in our life she was so gorgeous <laughs> so crazy and then um but the highlight, I mean, other, I mean, of just with being with the ladies, you know, Lisa Barlow has promised us, Lisa Barlow, I told you we're going to hold you accountable, and now it's here being recorded. She has promised us that the next time her sister comes to town, we're having dinner. I love it that she says her sister needs our energy, and I just love that, that we give off a good energy. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that makes me feel happy and that's stuff. That's all I want in life. And because I loved her, I love sitting there. I chat, I talked with her sister that whole book signing. When oh. I met her, I was talking to her ear off. <laughs> so, for those of you who watch Salt Lake City, this is the sister Gigi, who Gigi. Uh, was going through a divorce, and is now, yes. she is now divorced. And, uh, and so... Again, uh, when she told us that, I was like, Lisa, are you being serious? Because I want to hold you accountable. But listen, I'm glad I, because like she, uh, she tapped me on the shoulder one in the, uh, in the, while we're there and stuff. And so I didn't get a chat with her, but I was just sitting there. I'm like, I just want to tell her how much she makes me so happy. Like when you see her in person, you, there's, you can't help but smile because she, She's smiling right at you no matter what. And yeah. she makes us feel seen. It just is, she, I don't know. And, and, I, and I love her ha- personality. I love who she is. Since day one, I've, I can identify with her. And I grew up with a lot of sisters. She grew up with a lot of sisters. I pretty much am a sister. But like, I just feel like we are, we're both empaths. Like I, I feel for her so much, but I got to tell her tonight, and it just made me feel so good. She just gave me the biggest hug, like, kept hugging me. But, you know, even in Heather's book, Bad Mormon, get your copy today, um, she talks about how Lisa really just, when she takes, when she comes into a room, she kind of takes the room with laughter and joyfulness. There's, it's, like, we were sitting in the back waiting, and I could hear her come in, and I just made me smile just hearing her (laughs) voice. Me too, me too. Because I could just picture her, I, I, I love it. I just love her so much, and I've, I'm so glad that she's, like, a part of our lives. It's so crazy. And then tonight, I got to tell Meredith. I was like, Meredith, you're the only person I've ever met who looks like an Instagram filter in real life. I, and I hope that she didn't think that. Well, she seemed to. She does. Like, she's it's like, hard to take a good compliment. <laughs> she's like, and then plus, Meredith gets a lot of shade on social media for using filters. Like, well, even Jen Shaw, remember, talked oh, about yeah, Facetune. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you guys, I'm not kidding you. Meredith looks like an Instagram filter in real life. She's so smooth. Her face is, like, so smooth. She's so pretty. 
Um, but it doesn't look like it's work either. Right, yeah. And she, and she, I mean, she, that outfit she was wearing tonight was so pretty. Uh-huh. She is just, she's looking so good. And I think because her and Seth are doing so much, like so much better. Yeah. You could see it in her. Uh, she, it's like de-aging her. Oh, yeah. But like a jerk, as soon as I saw her, my very first words were, where's my boyfriend Seth? <laughs> I know when she sat behind me, I was like, hi, it's so good to see you. You look beautiful and stuff. And then I looked around her. I'm like, is Seth here? (laughs) (laughs) And then what a creeper I am. We were talking talking to Angie K later. And I was like, oh, and yeah, your husband's hot too. We claim hot Sean. (laughs) And the new girl, I think her name's Monica. I really hope that I'm getting that right. Um, She's just like, I love it that you guys are married, but you guys talk about everyone's husbands. (laughs) I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) I was like, creepers. We have no chance with with them it's just true. fun it's just true. we run a podcast about the housewives why not google on the husbands we're gay right, right. <laughs> we got the beat of tequila flowing through our blood <laughs> that took a second well it almost was flowing other places but i was like this podcast can easily get out of hand. Talking about tonight. Hot Sean, talking about Justin. Yeah, well, <laughs> talking about. Yeah, sadly, we didn't see Whitney there tonight. I and but I did kind of get asked a little around a little bit. I was like, is is it because of their strife or what's going on? Don't and, ruin anything for the show. But I'm pretty sure that that's <laughs> not what was happening. I think that mm-hmm. you just ruined a whole plot line. <laughs> not. They probably made know. it seem like she there was like a. Well, big you know, we distrust. just finished Ultimate Girls Trip today. Yeah, and even. Even though I know that they had to film the reunion after that still, and so that brought back all kinds of crap, um, Ultimate Girls Trip ended so beautifully. It did. Between Heather and Whitney. Mm Mm-hmm. So I just really am hopeful that, you know, at the reunion you have to bring back up all that crap. There's just no way around it. Um, but I really hope that they were, were able to say, like, okay, let's get through the reunion, let's do our jobs at the reunion, and then pick back up. I hope. Yeah. I think we're all hoping. Like, I want to see that bad weather cheer over and over and over again. I want a remix of that bad weather cheer. I want to see that. I want that to be like a club mix where we do the choreography that Heather and Whitney were doing. <laughs> like a TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But, well, you know, I'm too old for yeah. TikTok. So, you know, <laughs> I'll be putting it on the Facebook. <laughs> And, and that's the old person's thing, apparently, is Facebook. Young people are like, ew. I know. I know. I was just talking about that today, I think, or yesterday. That, like, I'm old. It's disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> All right. But you know what? I don't smell like a rat. Huh? I smell like a bear. Yeah, you do. I, <laughs> you smell like a bear, a drunk bear. I know. A drunk, hot. sweaty bear. That's your, that's your fetish. So. Yeah, that's like my, that's my aphrodisiac. Dad's good looking at me. Okay, let's start this episode. <laughs> the ladies of New Jersey, is that what city we're in? Yes. We're in New Jersey. The ladies of New Jersey. We're not in New Jersey. Well, we they're are in actually Ireland. in Ireland. Okay. They're in Ireland. They're don't, finishing up dinner. Don't get it twisted. Headed to the pubs. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Fessler is clearly drunk on Vita Tequila also. Because she <laughs> practically face plants it on the street. And she is, like, mortified by it. Oh, well, anybody is. If I trip in front of anybody and they point it, I'm like, no. She's no. like, turn around. It did not happen. <laughs> Walk up. Just you go. Turn around. Keep walking. I love Jen Fessler. I, I would have so much fun with her. Uh, people on social media are very polarized by Jen Fessler. But anytime I see a I love Jen Fessler post, I certainly like and most of the time we'll comment because love her. So Melissa asked the bartender, she's like, do people around here have like drinking contests? And I'm like, have you ever seen a movie in an Irish pub where there wasn't? Have you ever seen a, a sober drinking... Irishman? So true. <laughs> I was like, I was like, was that like a it's setup? Like a thing. It was like just like a poor setup, or did you really not expect like that you could just find any random Irish person to have a drinking contest with you? <laughs> I could. Uh, <laughs> I I would not challenge anybody in Ireland to a drinking contest. 
Well, yeah, not with beer. I'm not. I'm just not a big drinker. I, I just can't handle my alcohol. That me it's not either. a big fantasy for me. Me either. <laughs> Hold on, I need a drink. Oh my gosh, as Vita Tequila is sweating out of you, <laughs> Jackie. That that bitch can drink. It's all about opening the throat. Yeah, you don't drink. But you you know, don't. Stru- you don't swallow. You drain it. But you know what? She doesn't give BJ's. What a waste. <gasps> She no, doesn't. she's a secret BJ-er then. No, it's a thing on the show, remember? I know, but maybe she's just like, I don't know, shy. I'm like, Jackie, if you know how to open up the gullet, then open it up for some good stuff, girl. <laughs> I hope your kids aren't in the car, anybody today. <laughs> if they are in the car, drop them off. We're going to mark this one. I keep driving. We're going to mark this one as explicit or whatever the words are. Whatever, not so I can cuss? No. Jennifer, this is a family show. You can't cuss. <laughs> you, t- you can talk about sucking D, but you can't talk cuss. Oh. I'm kidding. Jennifer Aiden tries to get us. Uh-oh. And she's not Listen, into I, it. Listen, I think it's completely broken. Jennifer Sorry, our Aiden light just broke. is as into the Guinness as this light is into lighting us. We need to get some professional stuff in here. We do need to get some light. professional stuff up here in the hot closet, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa is not into the pub scene. She's like, she goes, and she sits down next to Margaret mm. in her big white dress. That, that dress is so ugly. I hate it so much. All the women are in the green, and Teresa's in that ugly white dress. I didn't want it to be too much. Girl. <laughs> Did you guys know I'm getting married in two weeks? No. <laughs> um, those shots of baby Guinness were cute, though. Those were cute, but oh my God, chugging Guinness, oh, that makes me, that hurts me so bad. Have you ever chugged Guinness? No. Like, have you ever done an Irish car bomb? No. I don't think. You have to drink it before it curdles. No, thanks. It's not great. But these women are like, can we do shots of tequila? We like tequila. How does Teresa drink so much tequila and pineapple? That's a lot of sugar in that pineapple juice. <laughs> I don't want to talk about pineapple juice. Okay. Well, when the women are taking their little shots of Guinness, they're like, where's Fessler? And she's over there. Having her own little drinking contest with two other people. You know, poor Jackie, she's hanging on to this show by a thread. And she comes out with a limerick, and then Jen Fessler's like, oh, you want a limerick? I can do a limerick. Oh, you want to chug a beer? And Watch then, this. And then Jackie opens up her gullet for Guinness, but she loses to the guy. And Jim Fess was like, oh, what? I had James Gandolfini open up my throat. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jackie, when she, she went a second early, you could see it in the video, she went a second early drinking her beer. See, and then she had a blue, see, because cheaters never prosper. Listen, it's on camera. Go back and look. <laughs> well, it starts to get a little bit out of hand. Teresa, like, pours, like, water on Fessler to, like, clean her up. And then Fessler throws water on Teresa's hair. And, and I was like, ooh, she's going to... I was crazy. like, that's going to come back next season. Yeah. As a, well, you threw I stuff so, in my hair. I thought, like, Ramona did. <laughs> So they load the van back to their like little. It was castle. a successful party. All those girls are so. We know it's they're so, they're so hyped up in this bus. It's so funny if you watch any of the women on Watch What Happens Live. Every single one of them have said this was my favorite cast trip. It was so much fun, but I had no idea what was happening when I was out of the room. <laughs> There's like the trip's getting tainted for a lot of the women now that they're watching it back. Ugh. But they've all said it was like the most fun party they've had. But they're all very excited. They all had a really great time. They're looking like looking forward to the after party. After party what? And then thirty minutes later, they are passed every single one of out. them is passed. Out. <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's everyone. That's, that's me, over so thirty. <laughs> and then in the bright early morning. Uh, no, hold on. I just love it when Melissa gets there. She says goodnight to all the paintings because they're watching. Yes. They are so watching. <laughs> You're right. That was a good moment. <laughs> Some of, I don't remember who it was like, because, don't say goodnight to them. Because the next morning when you see everybody waking up, when you see Melissa come through, her eyes are wide open and bloodshot. And she's like, I did not sleep a week last night because the paintings were staring at me and she Poor had to Melissa. take them all down. Poor Melissa. <laughs> there was a picture in my grandmother's uh, guest room 
that I always had to take down as a kid because it was a picture of a little girl's face, um, but in the dark with the lights off and the shading, it, it turned it looked like a skull. Ooh. It used to scare me to death. Ooh. So not a ghost, but still scary. Um, yeah, so we were just going to talk about yeah, I next, have it right there. The so morning. Jackie joins Melissa and Margaret, and she notices that Margaret is wearing the pajama top that says endorsements. I want an endorsed pajama top. I want an endorsed t-shirt. I bet if we ask her, she'll send us. That is so funny. She even tells Jennifer she's going to get her shirt. She's always set. Why do Jennifer and Margaret even try to make amends with each other? They are meant to, I mean, and it's joyful almost in a way to watch how how easily they get, can get back at each other. It's like a brother and sister kind of relationship. Yeah. Or sister and sister, I guess. Maybe they're too much alike. All the women gather for breakfast. Margaret comes down in her endorsed BJs. But, you know, she's like, acts like it's not like, I look at you there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jennifer is not obviously not happy. Um, I'm not happy about blood pudding. I am not. First of all, I'm not happy that blood pudding looks delicious. It looks like a sausage. If I wouldn't have known that it was filled with blood, it looks like a sausage, right? Didn't it to you? It, it looked like a beet, like a sliced beet. Oh, maybe I was looking at the wrong thing. Maybe I was looking at the wrong thing, but she pulled out, like, slices of it. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, it was Either red. Way, I don't want nothing made out of blood. I don't want to like, like, a lot of people are into eating, like, marrow. I'm like, no, thanks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I've had bone marrow. I don't want like, that. I, like, it's... Oh, well, they have... Remember they did bone marrow shots at yeah. the Jersey Shore? Ooh. No. Don't make me do a bone marrow shot. Don't make me... Don't... Do some put something in my mouth that's gonna make me throw up just from the thought of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if it's good for you or good. It's gonna make me throw up. Seriously. So Rachel and Danielle seem to have a good time last night. They're laughing and and uh, laughing at Jen Fessler for falling out. MVP hot mess Fessler. I love that. But then Melissa's like, "But you guys were talking crap about Danielle and Envy the other day, or <laughs> or Rachel. You're talking crap about Rachel." Yeah. So and when 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 Melissa says you called her a rat, the women were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, I mean, you're saying that in Jersey. When you say rat, that means you have ratted out on somebody on a, like a crime or like something in the family that you shouldn't have. Like you sent your grandpa that shot the neighbor or something. Seriously, that's a rat and saying that. Oh, she said this too. That doesn't." lawfully implicate you in any kind of way or anything that's not a rat you're not snitching but when danielle comes down first of all if you notice that danielle is always the last to arrive and they're always talking about danielle when she arrives mm. like that happens over and over and over again but i love when she's when they're talking about the blood pudding and rachel Fuda goes i heard it was rat's blood I <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. She is not going to let that go. You better. And she does it again later on at this dinner or this breakfast. What a funny, awesome way to say that, though. I was like, you better bring it up. Rachel's not, I like Rachel. It's like, she don't stand down. Because, you know, she looks like she'd be kind of meek. You know, like she wouldn't bring it up until later. But she's like, right away, she's like, that sounds like rat blood to me. (laughs) I love how Melissa Gorga is like, so we were talking about you. (laughs) (laughs) So She's just like very matter of fact about it. She's like, you know, as we do. Listen, everybody does. And that's the point is that everybody talks about what everyone has said at the group. So that's why Rachel's not a rat. But you know what Melissa doesn't say is that we were conversating about you. Like Danielle loves it. But Margaret is so triggered by conversating. <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare say conversating in Margaret's presence. She hates it. Shh, don't say that word. Guys. <laughs> Margaret's going to get pissed. Don't say conversation. <laughs> She's going to pull her arsenal out. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Um, Danielle says that they were having coffee talk. Don't you know what coffee talk is? I love it that she says it that way, too. Coffee talk. But I love what she's saying is, we were sitting around and talking shit about each other. Don't you understand that? Yeah. (laughs) But what Danielle doesn't understand is that's what everybody does at the table. I know. Every single person. I know. So I, I feel like a little bit that this is a little bit of a desperate, a like, create drama by Danielle. But does it mean it's okay to talk shit about people as long as you label it as coffee talk? 
Is that what, on and this camera? show is all about coffee talk. <laughs> right. This is coffee well, talk. Well, you know they do love their iced coffee. Waste they coffee love talk. Their eyes go away. I mean, we even find out that Margaret was doing nice things for bougie kids. She made logos without even asking and just said, Hey, I don't know if you could use these or anything. And she loved them. She has been nothing but nice to her. Nothing but nice. But that's because she's trying to dig on her life to get arsenal. Oh. <laughs> said, like, this whole thing is really stupid. <laughs> it, it is. But you know what? I mean, first of all, Margaret, own that you. Everyone tells you everything. I understand that you're you hate the connotation of I like to weaponize things against people, but you do, and that's what makes you awesome on the show. But it's also it's not that she's just doing it freely; she's being provoked on serious matters that she's bringing up, yeah, like, like yeah. the whole divorce thing or the cheating thing. But Margaret does seem to know all the rumors. And this isn't this season is not the first time we heard. Well, Margaret's the one who told me. Mm. Margaret does like to talk shit to her friends in confidence. I think, mm. like off camera. Okay. And then, and then it always comes. But then the, eventually, you're not friends, and it comes back to bite you. Yes. Jennifer chimes in to take up for Danielle, explaining that everything that happened last year, that Danielle sees what's happened. Danielle has seen what's happened to everyone, so that's why she's so worried about Margaret. That's why she feels that Margaret has an arsenal. And Dolores is like, y'all... I, I just love it that Jennifer says to Margaret, you just never let anything go. Oh, girl. And I'm like, isn't, like, that's your whole... Persona, that's your whole personality is not letting anything go, honey. Seriously. <laughs> but this is the second time that Mar that Dolores has went, okay, y'all, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> she's been the mom of this group we're the done. whole time, and she's been able to do mom and not get any talk back from any of the ladies. Who's going to talk back to Dolores? I, I, sure, I sure as fuck wouldn't. I am not. <laughs> I am not. I gotta remember you put that F word in there now. We gotta mark it for sure. <laughs> Well, the ladies get ready for a day of shopping. Mm -hmm. And the women load the van to head down um, to some shopping in some beautiful gardens. Let's make memories and not fights, y'all. Okay, what do you think about Margaret last night encouraging an Irish gentleman to dance with Teresa? I, I wrote about that and I was just like, Margaret. That's weird. Why are you even trying like, I, don't you see that this isn't a good idea? I mean, I understand that she thinks it's funny, I guess. But don't you see that she can, Teresa's going to take that in, in any way other than, I, I'm with Lily. Right. I'm with Lily. <laughs> but then the women get into a, the women start conversating about how jealous the men are. They talk a little bit about him, but of course Joe Gorga gets jealous. And Joe B is jealous also. Get it, Joe B? Margaret's not, but like, Margaret, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we find out then that Jen Fessler's husband cheated with on her around the seven-year mark, seven-year, she said. And so they separated, was it two years? I don't, I don't, I'm not clear on how long they I were think separated. she said they were separated for two years and kind of dated other people, but... Um, eventually they, they just missed each other. Yeah. They I, just clicked. Seeing her getting really choked up thinking about what would have happened if they didn't, like if they had got, like that was so. And it's also, they wouldn't be where they're at if it didn't happen. Yeah. So I yeah. like that about their relationship too, that they're like, we're stronger than ever now because that happened. And I don't think they would have been if they didn't happen. Well, and you know, once she went out and kind of equaled the playing field. James Gandolfini? I, well, I think that was before that. Either way, I don't care. You're getting But, some good I mean, stuff. <laughs> I think the fact that she went out and had hers... Yeah, I get it. ...that it made it an even for them to get back together... Even playing field. ...and not ha be able to one-up each other all that much. I think it was maybe a good thing that they totally separated and... And you know what? Sometimes you just, like, you meet the right person. And even... Uh, what is, uh, Somebody asks, uh, like, is cheating a deal-breaker? And most of the girl... Oh, is infidelity not a like a deal breaker or whatever? And the only person that said no was Teresa. Teresa was like the she's like she said that it was yes, a deal breaker. It was a deal breaker. So all yeah. the other one were like, no, it's not a deal. breaker. No, it's for not me. a deal breaker because there's it's a it's a white and gray area. And just like with what Jen Fesler said, like yeah. that's a great example. Yeah. 
<sighs> it's, it's a tough one. That's really it's tough. a really tough. I one. think I think anyone can say it's a deal breaker until it happens to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love is can be complicated sometimes. Um, and then Dolores talking about Frank. <gasps> I that... had no idea that she asked Frank like, if you can say that you're gonna be like, like good with me and not cheat. I will forget about all of this. I can't do it. And he, ha but good on Frank to not screw her over again. He knew, he knew that he could be capable of that. He knew what a good thing he lost, and he still was like, I can't do it. Yeah, it's hard to say the words good on Frank for being, being noble a, about being a, a cheater. Bad, yeah. But <laughs> listen, look, but no, I get it. I get it. You no, know what I'm right. saying? He could have very he well. He could have been said. like, no, I want to get back to you and cheat on her all over yeah, again. And put her through it. I mean, and most men would. Because Frank would. knows what he lost. He says, yeah. he talks about it all the time. He knew what he lost. Boo. And then we get a little bit to Teresa and Joe. And I don't think it was really in surpri any surprise that. Teresa's mother dying was the final straw for her. Oh, yeah. Like, my mother died while I was in prison, and you're the person who put me in prison. That's something that can't be forgiven. Yeah, but I, and I don't think that was really new information. No. Rachel asked Teresa if her kids are close with Melissa's kids. And immediately, Teresa mentioned, Antonia didn't go to Melania's Sweet 16, and that broke Melania's heart. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. If Melissa should have rescheduled her wedding to accommodate Teresa's childbirth, then why can't Teresa reschedule Melania's Sweet 16 around Antonia's cheerleading competition? Listen, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with the walking hypocrisy, contradicting person that is Teresa. Like everything she says, like she says, well, this is what you guys did, and then. Melissa says, "Well, this is what you guys do. hold on. I need hold on. I'm getting it, too ahead it, of myself. But no, it <laughs> happens. And you're right. I think it happens. <laughs> Melissa. Okay, I hate to be. I am not personally 100% uh, Team Teresa or 100% Melissa. I love them both. I think Teresa is an icon, and I don't. I, I don't want our listeners to think that I don't have mad respect." for what Teresa has done for reality TV and Housewives in particular. But I don't think reality TV is doing her any good anymore. Right like, it's now, destroying it the relationship. Because I feel like all of this is just TV. She's just so wrapped up in TV and her image and stuff that she's destroying her relationship. And again, if she could just really focus on her and Joe, Melissa wouldn't matter. Well, anyways, she when Melissa brings up, like, well, you've missed our kids thing, blah, 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 too. And she's like, it's always got to be tic-tac for you. Tip for tat. Tip for tat for you. It's always. And then in the same thing, she says in the confessional, she says, well, at least I don't call her kids disrespectful. Like, Joe called my daughter disrespectful. And it's like... Tip for tat much? Tip for tat much? <laughs> like, I can't... And also, you're 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 causing... You're saying that Antonia is the reason for this drift in a family. It's just... it's I can't deal with this. <laughs> I don't yeah. have the... I, I, do I need feel, to get drunker. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel like Melissa, as any mother would be, like the moment Antonia came out of Teresa's mouth, Melissa was ready to roar. But any mother would be that way. But I... I, I, I it's rule number one in Jersey. But here's the deal. Teresa doesn't understand insinuate... That her insinuation is so just, like, blatant. She's really She has no self-awareness. Yeah, she she's... has no self-awareness. She literally is like a goldfish and... She's living from sentence to sentence. <laughs> That's why when she tries to repeat, uh, you know, a lot of sayings, she doesn't know what the sayings are because they're just sounds to her. She doesn't That's, know what they mean. It's, it's, she doesn't know what they mean. They're just sounds. Mm -hmm. They're just sounds put in an order. Yeah. And she's just going to mimic it. Yeah. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know what it means. I do like when she was trying to say Channing Tatum's name. Though. Yeah, I funny. can't. I can't. <laughs> it's ridiculous. She is just... I can't. I can't with Teresa. Like, it's... It, it's well, like listen, watching a mental I, patient, and it's sad. It is. I can't. But I can with Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> listen, she's getting paid for it, y'all. She's getting paid so much money to be on this show. <laughs> so, yeah. Breakdown, girl. <laughs> <laughs> or break it down. <laughs> 
whatever. I think I think I'm getting a little drunk. All right, well let's go then <laughs> refill our beverages, and we will be right back with whatever happened in the rest of the episode. Bye. <laughs> And we are so glad to get off that bus. Jackie is so glad to get off that bus. (laughs) I mean, the tension in that bus, everybody, like, even Dolores was like, you should have said that, Teresa. But Jackie's like, last year I mentioned Gia's name. (laughs) I mentioned it. And, well, I made an analogy. I just didn't want to say analogy. I'm sorry, but... Listen, you've already said that... Conv- con- conversate or whatever the conversating. <laughs> so Jackie's like, I can't. You brought up on you like I can't keep children's names out your mouth. Yeah, you know the hypocrisy. But now there's the some shopping and there's some levity for a moment. Thank God. But I love <laughs> when Teresa asks what eighty euros is in English. Maybe. <laughs> This woman is taking care of children. It made me laugh so hard. This woman is making millions of dollars. (laughs) But not on pizza ovens. Listen. (laughs) You know what? You can buy those pizza ovens. They're on like, there were a few of them sold. You can buy them like Facebook Marketplace and eBay. Oh my God, I want one so bad. I can't even tell no. you how much I want. No. Your crappy tombstone pizzas in a skinny Italian pizza oven. Do not talk bad about my tombstone pizzas. Oh my God. They are the best I, pizza. They would be even better in a skinny Italian pizza oven. With that easy bake oven? Yes. <laughs> Light above easy it. Easy bake technology. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have Teresa's like quotes coming out, like when the pe- you're done, your pizza's done, yes. <laughs> yes. you whore, you prostitution yeah. whore, your pizza's done. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys, I think we just came up on something. Here's your prostitution whore pizza. Prostitution whore pizza. <laughs> Pro- that's the name of our new pizza restaurant. Prostitution whore pizza. It just rolls off the tongue. Literally. <laughs> Prostitution whore pizza. That's our, that's our motto. It our rolls off motto. your tongue. Don't do that. Now it's not okay. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, so I'll start making You can spend shirt. your money your way. I'll spend my money mine. I'll start making t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I, <laughs> the levity in shopping doesn't last long amongst the women when because they like pair up and start conversating <laughs> about the breakfast and the bus and the taking crap from other women. Melissa does make a beautiful analogy, though. Speaking of analogies, when she talks about when Teresa said she wanted to cut the cancer out with Rosie and Kathy. And Melissa's like, I think it's time for me to cut the... I feel like Melissa, and I'm sure we'll see differently a little bit later, but I feel like she's really getting close to the place where she might even be right now where it was like, you know what? That person, like, there's nothing about them that matters to me anymore. Like, they can't... They don't make me sad anymore. They don't make me happy anymore. Like, there's nothing that she's completely per- disconnected from her now. Yeah, and I don't think you could reconnect anything. It's it's two decades on film of Melissa just trying, trying anything she can. But you can tell even now that Teresa still hates Melissa for marrying Joe in the first place. Yeah. And she will never let that go. And that... First she took her her brother, and then she got on her show. It's just... It'll it's... never, it'll never, ever, ever, ever end. I mean, it's two decades. No, this like is... I said, I predicted later, I predicted earlier, <laughs> I predicted an episode or two ago uh-huh. that they're going to just completely separate 
call it quits as family, as brother and sister. Years down the road, they're going to regret it and reconcile. I... I, I, I have a feeling. I, I think it's not going to be able to get reconciled for years unless they're off the show oh, yeah. for years. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be after the show. It yeah. has to be off the show for years. Or at least because one I feel like them. the only thing fueling it the most is this television well, you show. Know, there's been talk about Teresa moving to California. Teresa and Louie moving to California. I think that would be the best thing for them. I don't care if they have their own spinoff show of those two. Could you yeah. imagine a show inside their house? Oh my god! Just the two of them. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> running around in Nono's pajamas. No. And stuff? Like no, I could no, only imagine. You did what... not just say running around in Nono's pajamas. I could only imagine what that show would be like. Oh I mean, it would. I would watch it. Or they would call it "Cutting Out the Cancer" with Teresa and Louie. <laughs> Getting peaceful, getting zen with jo- with okay. Louie and Teresa. Can we also talk about the Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret commercials? Oh, yes, yes. Well, hold on. I have something written about this. Talk. Well, there was Dolores and her mom, Valerie, were first. <laughs> and Valerie got her hair done... She got a blowout. She got a blowout. She got a hot roll. <laughs> she probably sat underneath one of those big hair dryer machines. Yeah, like, whoa. like Valerie's hair is did up. Those astronaut helmets that, like, yes, my I have no idea what they. What do they do? What do they were hair dryers. They were that you would put like the rollers in your yeah, hair yeah. while the hair was wet, oh. and it wasn't a lot of heavy, hard heat like a hand blow dryer, but just heat to set. It was like air fryer. <laughs> kind of technology yes. back then. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's, air did blow for sure. But I really loved um, Dolores and her mom on the yes. commercial because it, I don't know, I just really liked them together. It's so sweet. It's so do you, sweet. Do you have an embarrassing Margaret moment? Where my parents embarrassed me? No, where you ran into an embarrassing situation that was about like a growing up pain. Like something embarrassing, sexual. Oh, and are you, oh, like Margaret. A, I was thinking Mar- Margaret from the show. I mean, show. no. no uh, are, you th- okay. are you there, Margaret? Sorry, well, first sorry. of all, let me say that when I was a, a kid in elementary school, Judy Bloom books were what you everyone read for fun. <laughs> um, she Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, Super Fudge, like everyone read Judy Bloom. Everyone. But um, only the girls read Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, because it's about girls getting, you know, their cycle. and uh, Boys don't do that. Wearing bras. And, but <laughs> I, um, I've i never been a huge pleasure reader, to be honest with you, but I did really enjoy the Judy Bloom books. So I read Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, and everyone, I was like, what, 10? I was in elementary school, maybe even younger, and I was like, Corey, you don't want to read that. You shouldn't be reading that. And I was like, I want to read it. It's, it's Judy Bloom, And I, I didn't know what a period was. I just remembered them wanting to get it. I rem- And I remember their cheer of, we must, we must, we must increase our bust. Um, that's all. I, I had no idea what, else, what was going on otherwise, but I remember enjoying it. I just love it that you it. finished the book. I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the book, even though I didn't quite understand everything that was going on. I was reading Goosebumps. I mean, uh, Goosebumps is scary Judy Bloom, I guess. They weren't <laughs> talking about that kind of stuff. Well, no, Are You There, Guys, Margaret? is very different. Very, like, Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and Super Fudge were complete comedies. Yeah, like, yeah, funny, yeah, funny, yeah, funny, yeah, funny, yeah. funny, 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 funny. My Margaret moment growing up was I have never... I grew up in the same town from elementary school to high school, so in the same neighborhood. So I had never run into one of my teachers outside of school. Not oh. ever, ever. But in middle school, me and my friend were like, let's go buy some condoms. <laughs> oh, no. For the first time ever. And we bought the value-sized huge yes, pack. Yeah. Comes like a 30 of them or something. Like... All of a sudden, my math teacher walks right over to us and is like, hey, guys, I didn't think I'd see you guys out of school. And I look at him, and he looks down at the counter, and I look down at the counter, and it's just this big red box of Trojans, 100-pack or something. Was the teacher hot? Yes. Well, well, of course, I was... Well, I don't know if he was hot, but, like, he was an older man, and I was always an older guy. But, But anyways... That's the only time I've ever, still to this day, run into a teacher outside of school at a, anywhere. And it was the only time I was buying condoms in my life. That is hysterical. And then my, me and my friend went and we had a, um, a sleepover. And we, 
we kept we blew all the condoms up in like big bottles, and one of them popped in the dead of night. His their mom came, his mom came in, and saw all these blown up condoms all over the floor. Uh, not good. No, it's not good. It's about as good as when Melissa calls Joe and fills him in on the bus ride conversation. I love that. I feel. I don't know if it's in this scene or and maybe even next week when Melissa's like, I don't know how I can go to support someone's marriage who's been going after mine for so long and just yeah. won't quit. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. I mean, she really has been called you a stripper. She's done so many different things to try to get. She said that. Well, you, the fact of it is all it's all been recorded. I know. But Teresa, Teresa can explain it away somehow. Um, but when she, but when Joe's like, I feel like she's trying to push us away, but make us look bad. Yeah. Joe was, Joe was spot on with that. He's like, she's, she's trying to push us so that we don't go to the wedding. That makes us the bad guys. Like you didn't come to my wedding. Yeah. You know, and it's true. It's, it's, it's just so obvious. And Melissa even said it in the thing. She's like, well, maybe you should have invited your sister-in-law to show to your wedding and involve her to show that you want to be a part of people's families and be a part of life. Like she hit it, the nail on the head right there. Yeah, May, why don't yeah. you be an example? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Can you believe we're already getting ready for dinner and we literally just left? I, this kind of bugged me about this episode. I'm not going to lie. They literally got right back home from lunch and got ready for dinner. <laughs> I mean, I know that what everyone did was just take a nap and get glam, but it, I just didn't like it. It was weird. It was a weird edit for me, and I'm not going to back down about it. <laughs> you guys, he's drunks. <laughs> did you see the leather teddy bear on the staircase? No, I missed that. I wasn't paying attention. Oh, it was so cute. It was like this old, old, old looking, but vintage looking, but a teddy bear made out of leather. It was on, sitting on the staircase, and I won it. I won well, it. Well, we'll get it for you. Thank you. We, I guess we have to go to Ireland to get it. We'll ask one of the ladies to grab it. We'll ask Dolores. <laughs> Pick it up when you next time you're there. We're at Luvida, a tapas bar. Um, Jennifer Fessler is not comfortable with the cleavage. <laughs> I'm like, own the cleavage, girl. Own that cleavage. Own that cleavage. Decolletage, girl. Seriously, he learned that word a few years ago, <laughs> and he's obsessed with cleavage. I'm ex- I'm obsessed with decolletage. Yeah, you are. Decolletage. I ain't cleavage. That's some decolletage. Yes, ma'am, you do. <laughs> Um, I, you know what? Um, we have a really fun moment between Jennifer Aiden and Melissa Gorga, and I was like, you know what? I kind of do like it when Melissa Gorga and Jennifer Aiden get along. Like, I think their senses of humor really um, are com- match. Yeah, but I don't. I again, I don't like it when Dolores and Jennifer Aiden get along. I like, I enjoy them <laughs> against each other. I don't know why. It's because I think they're polar opposites of each other. But when, um, but when Melissa and Jennifer Aiden were having fun there for a minute and cackling with each other, I was like, I like that dynamic. I think that you guys maybe could be friends in different situations. So there was a conversation that I couldn't understand about Rachel using Danielle's bathroom back at the house. And Rachel doesn't feel comfortable using the bathroom when being called a rat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I missed that. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, but and, do I remember that there were more bedrooms than there were bathrooms? Is that what it is? The there's more is? bathrooms than there are bedrooms. So then why would they there's even seven, need, Wait, isn't there seven bedrooms and nine bathrooms? I am not going to go back and look at last week's... I'm, I'm drunk now, so I don't know. We don't need to go back and... I, we, we can't edit it. We're not editing it out, so we ain't got to go back. <laughs> but it gets heated in the restaurant. Rachel tells Danielle that she's judging herself and Margaret based on what people are telling her. And Danielle's like, no... Even though she just said that this morning. <laughs> she literally did say that that yes. morning. <laughs> and then it gets into how Jennifer and Margaret feel about each other. And I think they kind of both acknowledge that neither one are really as bad as the other one seems. And Margaret even apologizes. But yeah. Jennifer just keeps going. Yeah, Jennifer is t- deep phased. <laughs> Do you feel like you're duplicitous? Do you even know what that means? And Jennifer comes, like, 
I have I defend Jennifer Aiden all the time on how funny she is and interesting is and what great sound bites she gives us. But this is the worst comeback <laughs> ever. And how this is the worst comeback in Housewives history, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna label this as the worst comeback in Housewives history. History, history, history. A booger wolf? I had to put on captions to make sure I, I spelled it out so I could look it up, but I didn't have to because they looked, because not a single person there knew what that was because it was such an off. At first I was like, is she it, saying, it, talking about like boogers in your nose? I thought she was saying a foreign word. I, I, like something Turkish or something. Well, I don't know. once like once I like rewound it, I was like, okay, I think I actually have heard that word before. Look at what? It's just, I, but no, it honey. didn't work. It didn't no. work. Either way, Jennifer Aiden, that was the biggest fail. And all those, everybody there was like, I could just see her sitting at home going through I mean, this dictionary and be like, oh, what ooh, is this? I'm gonna oh. call somebody. I'm gonna call Margaret. Ooh, I'm wolf. gonna get that girl. Ooh. I'm gonna I'm holding on to this. I can't wait to say this to this bitch. <laughs> Well, you're a booger wolf. <laughs> y'all, don't you be booger wolves by not following us on social media. A lot of y'all are booger wolves for not putting any dang reviews. Oh, yeah. He got he he, he was calling y'all yeah. booger wolves before we was. Y'all are booger wolves. Booger and wolves. Your mom's a booger wolf. Your father's a booger wolf. <laughs> your first grade teacher's a booger wolf. Oh, but, we, but your dog's cute. Yeah, we like your... And what's your husband look like? <laughs> uh, anyways, leave a review and we'll make you hashtag House Bears Famous instead of hashtag Boogawoof. <laughs> you gotta do that. Gotta go to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star rating and a cute little review and we will talk about you on air and delabel you from being a Boogawoof. And instead, label you as hashtag, hashtag House Bears, Bears Famous. Um, so on Facebook and Instagram, we're the Real House Bears. <laughs> on Twitter, we are Real House Bears. And you can email us at therealhousebears at gmail.com. Y'all do not watch the video to this episode, but you can at YouTube and Spotify. Um, but uh, I did stay dressed up from, from our performance, y'all. I got new pants today. And I got lots of um, compliments. compliments. And he's got like red, burgundy suede shoes yes, on got, too. Like shoes to match, like the exacts. It's like Calvin Klein. Like I'm sickening. He's got that like, big D packed in there. And I did not leave a crumb. <laughs> Daddy like, ate. Daddy I ate all and left no crumbs. Not a single <laughs> crumb. No crumbs left behind here. You are gay Bowser. Okay. And what else have we talked not talked about? We've got our socials. We've got oh, uh, merch. Uh, uh, realhousebears.redbubble.com. Y'all. Did I? I, I you're, did. All I want to say is you're welcome for this episode. This is not your welcome be a good episode. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa Barlow, for your Vita Tequila. Yes. Thank you, Heather Gay, for a fantastic event this evening. Thank you, Jersey, for letting us talk about you. <laughs> we accept <laughs> this reward. Just let's stop. Oh my god. <laughs> Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. I'm trying. You gotta project. Hello. <laughs> you gotta talk into the microphone. Like this? Yes. Like you would normally do. Like, oh my goodness. Well, like you're like doing the podcast. Like I'm doing the podcast. So good. So good. <laughs> it's working. Daddy's drunk on Vida. Tequila Vida.